Time podcast hosted by three gentlemen who will bring the very real self that is around. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Bill, Bob, and Rich. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to the Taviren, a Wheel of Time podcast. I am your humble host, Rob. And I am Rich. Hello, Rich. I guess we've given Bill the week off because, you know, he, apparently he, as he says, he does everything. So, you know, I guess he earns himself a week off, right? Eh, he does stuff. <laughs> he does stuff. That's pretty much how it, how it goes. Um, today, this week, we are going over chapter 14. We are going back uh, to the single chapter method, and we're doing one chapter today. Chapter 14, The Stag and Lion. Uh, Rich, what do you think about this chapter? Um, it's alright. Nothing really exciting happens. <laughs> yeah, it's more of a setup chapter, um, but definitely some interesting bits in here. Before we get too far, we do have an iTunes review to go over. Oh, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm actually out of Canada, so we're we're definitely branching out international. So this is a five star review. It's by Halden, and it's called "Great Listen to People Chat About Wheel of Time." Are these three gents are great to listen to, even when they go off on an RPG or Game of Thrones tangent. This chapter by chapter chat is a great listen. Thanks, Halden. Hope everything's going up there, going great in the, in the Great White North. That's more of a riches area than mine, but hey, I love hockey, so it's all good, right? Ah, Canada. <laughs> Blame Canada. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as far as Wheel of Time news, I think Rafe and company are kind of keeping everything uh, close, close to the chest right now. There's no real bits of news coming out. Uh, a lot of a lot of uh, fantasy castings by different um, you know groups like like Narg or, or Nablus or other other uh, uh, Twitter of Time folk. As news comes out, we'll try to get that to you. Uh, thanks to Narg and the Twitter of Time hashtag, you know, for any Wheel of Time news going forward. So, like I said, we'll keep you abreast as any news as it develops. I was wondering, Rich. So the podcast. How far are we going to be in when Amazon show drops? That's that's slated for what? 2000 early 2021 or or late 2020? Oh, we'll be in book 2. You think we we'll, I think I think we might even be uh beginning of book 3. Yeah, maybe. You know, so Mr. Taskmaster Bill keeps us on pace, right? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Readings of the Gmote, chapter 10. Leave taking. Mm-hmm. Perrin's axe. What an introduction to such a pivotal and amazing weapon. Tam anchoring the boys real quick. All Rand had to say was Tam that Tam was cool with it, and no one said anything. Oh, except for the Aes Sedai. LOL. Oh, and look who it is. Egwin. She's probably the only one of the kids that packed food. And she wasn't taking no one's bullshit. She was going, and because she is a strong-willed woman like every other woman in this world, that was that. I know others say, part of the pattern, a lot. But I really feel like Ma Rain should trademark it for herself, as she says it so much. Ma Rain, we don't have any jelly. It's part of the pattern. Ma Rain, the girl cannot come with us. It's part of the pattern, old friend. Ma Rain, you have change for two marks? Of course. It's part of the pattern. Oh, hey, Tom. I love how five were leaving, and then, probably because it was 
part of the pattern, two more beloved characters join this fellowship, we'll say. There, I said it. This story would be nothing without its Glee Man. Now, if you pay attention, there's more foreshadowing. I won't say much. I know Rich isn't that far ahead. But Young Bull asking about wolves, lol. Once you finish this series and you put some time between yourself and these books, you'll pick up the Eye of the World again. And as you read, you will see the map that was always right there in front of us, hidden in Jordan's text. Nice chapter. Very chill until the end. Rand, I'm also homesick for the rivers too. I just weep for the old blood. And so does the Drakkar Noir. Chapter 11. The Road to Terran Ferry. Yeah, so we all know that the Drakkar are vampires a la Wheel of Time style. Doesn't make them any less creepy. Stalking their prey, hunting the party, they move faster towards their goal. Crossing the Terran. I love how the boys think they are on this chill vacation at first. Like, let's get some pies of Wachel and some tea. They're finding out this isn't a simple jaunt across this countryside. This is a marathon for their lives. Once they get to the ferry, the ferryman is kind of creepy. He never does anything creepy per se, but we all can admit that he has that creepy vibe. Licking his lips for gold, yeah, that's creepy. Thankfully, after all that lip licking, he is gathering his crew for everyone to cross. Something interesting we learn in this chapter is that even I, said I, have their limits. Lan yelling at Mulrane to kill it, and her yelling back that wasn't as simple as that. I, said I, she is powerful, but she does have her limits. And that was Thoughts of the Gamote, or Thoughts of the Gmote, chapters 10 and 11. Thanks a lot, Gmote. Keep up the great synopsis. <clears throat> Excuse me. So this is uh, chapter 14, the Stag and Lion. So the party has arrived in Barillon. They've gone through the front gates, and uh, the chapter opens up with them going up to the, the Barillon version of the Wine Spring Inn, which, you know, the boys commented was as big as two Wine Springs one on top of the other. So they, they as they enter the inn, Ma Rain pays uh, prize some gossip out of the uh, innkeeper, Master Fitch. Uh, we get our first mention of a character called Min, and we even see her in this chapter, but but she has no dialogue. So little little foreshadowing there. When you know who's this random random person, and 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 what does she play in the big story? Yep, she's got some she's got some interesting stuff later on. I I love I lo- I mean I love all the characters. But I love the beginning of Min. How it's she has ran so off edge, and it's it, I love I love that that banter back and forth. And he just he can't he has no idea how to handle the the, the big city girl, and it cracks me up how how she just wraps it around her finger. So um, after that, I got here while the men were were getting the stink of the outside off of them. Matt gets a little loose with his tongue to to Ara the uh, the bath attendant. Matt just can't help himself. He was oblivious to Rand and Tom and Lan all trying to shut him up. You know, it's, you know, whether it be in the big city or just Matt being Matt, he, he cannot, he cannot do right. He just can't help himself sometimes. It's part of his charm, right? He's excited. He's excited. Yeah, he's excited. But before they even went in, Lan and Maureen were like, listen, we don't talk about some things in this town. A lot, a lot, a lot of people, a lot of ears, we, we kind of keep to ourselves. So, you know, I guess he gets in the big tub, he gets all loose, and then and he just starts, like, hey, Charles, I'll tell you about Charles, but they're all like, shut it, zip it, zip it, basically. Yeah, and Matt's just like, nah, blah, 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 until, you know, 
Lan's like, all right, uh, shut it or I'll shut it for you. Basically, yeah, he's just kind of uh, running wild there. <laughs> then my next note here says, Lan gives us a hint about Trollocs and the Borderlands. You know, up to this point, we don't know much of the areas up north. There are always Trollocs in the Borderlands. And this is our first hint of, of you know, north is where the main conflict has been ongoing. You know, if people talk about the war a thousand years ago or a hundred years ago, the Trollocs came up. But along the Borderlands, there's always your conflict. The little backstory of Land, you know, we, we know he's a hardened soul, but where he comes from, it seems everybody's a hardened soul. Right? Yeah, he, you know, they're talking about politics that are happening and, and the wars that are going all around them, but nothing yet so far that's affecting them. No, it's all it's all up north. That's, you know, how they, how they refer to it, up north. So, while at dinner... We get a name to the false dragon. Logain. Logain. Master Logain. So we get our first mention of Logain. He must be the false dragon that everybody's talking about. Sounds like Rogain. <laughs> or I think of the um, Eric Clapton song, Cocaine. <laughs> oh, I don't even know that song. Oh, no. Logain, Cocaine. Okay, I might have to cut that one out. So, Sorry. <laughs> No, leave it in. It's a terrible joke that you made. You get to suffer for that. No, no, gosh. No. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. Bad jokes, bad jokes. That's that's my that's my thing, huh? Yeah. So, Rand, so, you know, the people have dinner. They all go to Let's get a good night's sleep. And in the morning, you know, we have a full day. You know, if you boys want to go see the big city, that's fine. Go get some rest. So the boys go to sleep. And, of course, Rand has another dream. This one, he starts off running down an endless corridor with many doorways. So it's kind of a, you know, a generic kind of dream sequence where you're just running down an endless hall and there's doors all around. I have a note here that says one of the doorways that Rand kind of randomly picked uh, opens up to a stone balcony. And, as Jordan put it, an impossible sky that could not exist. I love, love I love the uh, scenery or the explanation there. It's I guess it was it like a red sky with with just storms and and everything brewing. Correct. Yeah, um, I think that's basically what was happening there. Yeah, I, I just it, the phrase "an impossible sky that should not exist" just gives you an idea of just complete, you know, awe and and and, and uneasiness and. Just a complete sense of wrongness about everything in this dream. Rand tries another door, and he comes face to face with an entity known as Balzaman. Dun dun dun. The man whose yeah dun dun dun. The man whose eyes and mouth become become openings of endless flame. That was the picture I said I posted. That I guess Bill had Bill's hog picture. I posted it in the Taviren uh, Discord too. But so I'm, it was a picture of Bill with hogs in his eyes behind flames. And that made, I, I called that Bill Alzaban. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what people are not, I mean, not understanding in this chapter, Rand's not really having a nightmare. He's having a stroke. <laughs> Very specific things of this dream. And in the next chapter, how, you know, a little foreshadowing, a little spoilers for the next chapter, but things in this dream seem to happen in the real world. And it becomes just way too much for, for, for him to take. 
Rand, you know, seeing, you know, the bad guy, and he's like, oh, I'm Beelzebub, I'm here for you, you know, whatever, you've been chosen. You know, he says, no, you're not. And he bolts out the door, goes across the hallway, opens another door, and, you know, Beelzebub's sitting right there, too. So no matter what... Hello. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Were you going somewhere? <laughs> so as soon as, you know, Rand realizes, you know, not that he's in a dream, but that, you know, I'm not going to be able to get away from this guy. He's going to appear in every room no matter what. Uh, I guess there's sort of a, a confrontation, a meeting of the minds here. And he tells, you know, he'll go in and Rand, for lack of a better term, kind of a tropey chosen one type liturgy, you know, litany. You're the chosen one. You can't escape your destiny. You know, you, you know, he, you've been chosen for this very moment. That kind that kind that kind of banter. But there's a lot of, um symbolism here like i guess uh Balzman offered him a drink and at the sighting of the drink Rand's sensation is that he's incredibly thirsty and he has to have a drink but he's able to control the urge and defy Balzman and 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 not take the drink so even in the dream state and even being face to face what is considered to be you know the final boss he's able to defy and and say no no i don't i i, I refuse you i defy you so even in these beginning chapters, we're getting the sense of Rand actually has a backbone, actually is, is able to maybe, you know, face up to the challenges that may lay ahead of him, right? Whoop, whoop. Sorry, my mic cut out on me. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, I mean, I would think that he's kind of showing it, some backbone to it, but... Mm-hmm. Well, the, the, key, the, the key thing is here is Balzvon references his mom and his dad. Yeah. You know, and... Then Rand flashes out with 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 um, emotion, and he's defiant. He's like, "No, no, they are good people. You shut up. I'll shut your mouth for you." Yeah, I, he's he's saying those things, but also he's realizing that it's a dream, and he's trying to control the dream. If he understands that, he can you know resist it. Yep, yep, understood, understood. In these dreams, though, uh, Balzaman kills a rat by bending its back over itself and cracking it. Cracking its spine. It's trying to kiss its own butt. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I was gonna go. I was gonna. Never mind. That's that's probably better than what I was gonna say. I already had. I already had my bad joke of the podcast. So I'm probably best off letting you uh, go with that one. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Even even reading that for the when I read it for the first time, in my mind I hear the cracking and it just it kind of, it, it makes my it makes me want to straighten my back because it just kind of cre- it creeps me out. Just the whole thought of, of, of the rat so unnaturally bending in on itself. And then and then I guess after it drops dead, uh, Balzaman starts to do the same to Rand. And I guess that's where that's where uh, he wakes up. And I think that's that's about where the chapter ends. So as Rich had mentioned, this is a there's there's some there's some information in this chapter. It's not a lot. It's basically a setup. The next chapter is a meaty chapter. I got two pages of notes on this on the on chapter fifteen, but long and short of it, they 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 camp in for the night. Uh, they get some information, um, you know, about Logan. They get uh, we get a new, we get a, a character preview of Min. Matt being Matt, his his dumb ass won't shut up. They have dinner, and then they say that they're going to have a day to themselves in the city if they want to. And then the second half of the chapter is is Rand's uh, next dream. I love the fact that you know when he first met when he when he first sees Maureen, she randomly asks him about his dreams, 
and he's had like, what I don't know what you're talking about. I, my, I don't have any dreams. And then since then, like two nights in a row, he's had these bad dreams. The first dream is is more surreal, you know. I'm on a dragon. I'm, I'm on I'm on a mountaintop, drawn to this drawn to this one ominous mountain, and now I'm randomly drawn to this white tower. Very kind of ethereal. Um, but then but then this one's a little much. Well, not not. It's a lot more specific, where he's actually engaged in conversation with with another entity. So the dreams are getting more and more intense. It's only a second one. Hopefully, you know, he starts to learn to control them. Hopefully there's a way going forward to control your dreams, Rand. <laughs> uh, so again, you're just having a stroke. Just <laughs> let you know. Yeah, I, I, I nothing's really happening in the world. It's just you you're in a I'd say your own little coma. Well, once again, a little foreshadowing in the next chapter. We find out that he was not the only one with whom Balzaman uh, tapped into last night. So, it's not just him. Which also kind of brings the more reality to, to, the, to the situation. So, that's, that's, that's it for chapter 14. Like I said, not a, not a big chapter, but some information. Um, good tell. That will take us on to, to readings with Rob. For this chapter, I took I took a bit from the from the um, dream and the encounter with Balzaman, and you know here we go. Readings with Rob. And now, the Taveren present to you readings with Rob. Chapter fourteen: The Stag and Lion. Flames rose in the man's eyes and mouth. Rand thought he could hear them roar. Some call me Balzaban. Rand found himself facing the door, jerking frantically at the handle. All thoughts of dreams had vanished. The dark one. The door handle would not budge. But he kept twisting. Are you the one? Balzaban said suddenly. You cannot hide it from me forever. You cannot even hide yourself from me. Not on the highest mountain or in the deepest cave. I know you down to the smallest hair. Rand turned to face the man, to face Balzaman. He swallowed hard, a nightmare. He reached back to give the door handle one last pull, then stood up straighter. Are you expecting glory? Balzaman said. Power? Did they tell you the eye of the world would serve you? What glory or power is there for a puppet? The strings that move you have been centuries weaving. Your father was chosen by the White Tower, like a stallion roped and led to his business. Your mother was more than a brood mare to their plans, and those plans led you to your death. Rand's hands nodded in fists. My father is a good man, and my mother was a good woman. Don't you talk about them. The flames laughed. So there is some spirit in you after all. Perhaps you are the one. Little good it would do you. Your Maryland seat will use you until you are consumed, just as Davian was used. And Yorian Stonebow. And Guare Amalasan. And Rowland Darkspade. Just as Logan is being used. Used until there is nothing left of you. 
I don't know. Bratton swung his head from side to side. That one moment of clear thinking, born in anger, was gone. Even as he groped for it again, he could not remember how he had reached it the first time. His thoughts spun around and around. He seized one like a raft in the whirlpool. He forced the words out, his voice strengthening the further he went. You are bound in Shile Ghoul. You and all of the Forsaken, bound by the Creator until the end of time. The end of time? Balzalon mocked. You live like a beetle under a rock, and you think that your slime is the universe. The death of time will bring me power, such as you could not dream of, worm. You are bound. Fool! I have never been bound. That was Readings with Rob. If there's a passage in an upcoming chapter you wish to have read on the podcast, Simply tweet us at TaviranPod with your request. All right, that was readings with Rob. My my throat with Balzaman is is still getting uh, still sore. It's getting better. I I use a very deep booming voice for him, so I'll be fine. Don't worry about me. <laughs> so um, if there's any readings in an upcoming chapter you want to hear, of course there's the uh, Twitter account, but um, we also have a folder or or a discussion in the Discord. If you're not already part of Discord, why not? But there's uh, all different segments in there. One is for any kind of suggestions you have for readings with Rob. Also, and he he teased this to us last week, but I, I haven't heard or seen anything yet. Um, you know, Bill's working on his own little segment, right? Yeah, yeah. Tellings of the wheel. Um, I did. I did. He did send us a preview of the one for the story of Manetherin, and it sounded great. So. I'm, I'm I'm eager to hear hear everybody's thoughts on on his tellings of the wheel segment when that comes up. I think he's I think we've also agreed that his next tellings of the wheel are going to be uh, a certain city that a very ominous city that no one likes to enter, especially the Trollocs in the next couple chapters. So we're already planning the second tellings of the wheel segment. So get on that, Bill. Let's get that out there and get everybody uh, part of the conversation. So, Rich, our next chapter, as I said, chapter fifteen, uh, "Strangers and Friends." This is a this is a very big chapter as far as content. Um, lots of different sections of this chapter. Lots of different moving pieces going together. Um, I like to see how the boys are going to let loose in the big city of Berlon. Some some adventures are to be had. <laughs> adventures to be had. Choices not made well to be had. Boys being boys, very much, very much so. Uh, we get some introductions to some very key players to the wheel. Like I said, we got a preview of one of them in this chapter. Uh, but we get a closer look at Min, uh, a few other um, white cloaks per se, and some other surprises. Yep, and uh, old old friends reunited, maybe, maybe. Nah. <laughs> Potentially, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> But I mean, like I said, this is this has been a long chapter as far as content. But you know, I think that's about all we have for this chapter. <laughs> um, Woo! Yeah, I know. Quickest podcast ever. Yeah. <laughs> podcast, like I said, is just about having just a quick conversation, not a huge agenda. 
having some fun, just riffing on what we think, telling some bad Eric Clapton jokes, and, and going from there. Hold on. You telling bad Eric Clapton jokes. I tell amazing jokes. <laughs> yes, the rat kissing his butt was quite uh, legendary. Epic, epic level. Good job. Rolled a 20 on that one. <laughs> People are like, he's kind of an ass. <laughs> no, I deserved it. I deserve it. All right. Anyway, moving on. Um, we have so many ways now you can you can join in the conversation. We have the Twitter. We have the Discord server that, that's booming. We have um, a YouTube channel. I, I, I guess that got sprung on you live on, live on the podcast, right? Yeah, I didn't know about that. I watched it a little bit. It's uh, it's not bad. Um, no, no, I like some of the little um, uh, Tyler who who runs our probably work network. He'll he'll have a uh, our screen cap on on while you listen on YouTube, but he'll he'll pepper in some kind of Easter eggs and basically, yep, and other things like that just to kind of make sure you're paying attention. I loved I I I'll listen to I'll listen to it at work. But I'll admit I didn't have the screen cap on because I was listening at work. So, but still, it was—it's great. Um, if you—if you prefer YouTube, we're there. Subscribe today. Tyler will put up the episodes as we we get them out to you via podcast. Uh, we're also in talks with Tyler about adding adding some other content, maybe some smaller chunks of content, more digestible for the YouTube crowd. Um, but like I said, there's a Twitter. I think. Uh, Reddit posts, the Discord. There's there's all kinds. I think he, Tyler even has an Instagram and a Facebook set up for the Tavirin. So there's no excuse now. Yeah, guys, we want to hear from you. Rate and review. Show your love to us. Give us a one star review if you feel it's warranted. But but for all means, give us a reason why and how we can improve upon that. At least we're a two star, not a one. Yeah. Well, you saw. You, did you see? We did. Someone gave us an anonymous one star, and I kind of, I kind of spun off on that. Yeah, that because that person was dumb. Yeah, I know. You, you must have said a bad joke or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. It was not me. That must have been Bill. <laughs> not possible. That's right. That rat joke was worth two stars alone. <laughs> uh, but um jaunt down some of the other podcasts um, that we have. I know that Rich and Bill have the uh, role RPG Golden Years where they are working through uh, what's a romancing saga? Is that the game you guys are on? Yes. We're, we're doing stuff. I mean... Stuff's getting done. I know that, that one, that from what I'm told, that's a beast of a game, but you guys are, are making it through. So, I mean, we play games. Sometimes. I had never played that one, so more power to you guys. Yep. <laughs> you play a game sometimes there's a twitter poll sometimes bill remembers the update sometimes he doesn't <laughs> uh so all right guys until then until next week we'll see you i guess at the stag and lion with strangers and friends take care guys bye everyone bye Logan. You see, Rich? That's my joke. Oh, yeah, that's my joke. Thank you for listening. If you want to continue the conversation, tap into the One Power and contact us on Twitter at TavirenPod. 
You can also contact Bill at Metunica and Rich at HaleBlue1569. You can also reach Rob at his website, Digging, D-I-G-G-I-N, DiggingDeepSports.com. And, as always, we will see you at the Wine Spring Inn. Here's to another great podcast, gentlemen. Cheers! Ah, damn it, Bill! Not again! Brad, can you get another round of pints for me and the boys? Yes, yes, again. No, Bill, this time. Thank you, Brad. Much, much appreciated. Now, where were we, men? Actually, I believe it's Rich's turn at the stones table. Hmm? What's that you say? No, no, I don't think old Seth will have that ready. My name's Tyler, and I host the podcast, Too Young for This Hit, where I watch movies I've never seen before with guests who love them. So what kind of movies do we watch? We watch mostly like classics movies, you know, like... Escape from New York. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Alien. Wayne's World, Wayne's World, party time, excellent! Aliens. Smokey and the Bandits. Rocky Horror Picture Show. In addition to talking about movies, we also talk about cats. A lot. For pretty much no reason. You can find Too Young for This Hit and tons of other great podcasts at probablywork.com. This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at ProbablyWork for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com. I, I miss Bill and his ability to, to fill the bullshit. <laughs> fill, fill in the gaps of bullshit with bullshit. <laughs>